Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs, where we want to teach you how to decorate your home. We're able to interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talent and folks, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes and answering your decorating questions. Burning, Car- decorating, burning. decorating questions. <laughs> Caroline is still out on maternity leave, so this is Karen Mooney uh, as one of your hosts today. I am um, the brand sort of manager person here at Ballard Designs, and with me I have... Taryn Schwartz, and I'm on the product design team here at Ballard. Welcome, y'all. We are excited. We're going to have a really great show today. We have this amazing chicken here named Susanna Salk. She is an author. She is, I'm an author, when I say author, author of like 11 books. She is, yeah, yeah, she is the um, host of a really interesting design series, video series called Quintessence. Um, And she's a great fan of Ballard and a partner to us all. And we've done a lot of fun stuff with her. So she's going to help us learn lots about design today. Today we have a great kind of self-taught designer, Susanna Salk. Susanna, welcome. You're from Connecticut, right? I am. And you're in Atlanta for some fun stuff, so we have um, corralled you into our office. Always thrilled to be here and to be back at Ballard. I've been here many times over the years, and it's always inspiring. I mean, you did... You were one of the very first people that we ever did any kind of outside work with. Mm -hmm. You did some guest styling in one of our catalogs. I think before we did any kind of guest styling. I was guest styling before there was before guest styling was cool. (laughs) You made it cool. I made it cool. In Um, a way, you were the first designer. I mean, right? Yes, I think so. I mean, how long ago was that? Seven years? Yeah, like seven years ago. I mean, the reason why it sort of happened organically was because I was a Ballard customer. Uh, I walked the walk, so to speak, and I. I knew what it was like to open the catalog and fall in love with something and wonder, do I have a budget for this? Do I have a place for this? How can I translate things that inspire me in magazines and use Ballard products that are affordable right. and look great and make my house look personal? Recreate the look. And recreate the look. And then we were speaking about, let's maybe help other people do that too, because mm-hmm. that's what people are faced with all the time. And it can be scary. And I don't think it's scary just because... I've had the luck to be exposed to so many great designers over the years and houses and rooms. And I kind of, you get it after a while, what to do. Um, and so much of it is just confidence and making the leap. Right. You get it. But that's, I think you're right. I think it's confidence in making the leap. But you, you, you have a few books and you talk about this a lot about um, how one can educate themselves to make their own decisions. Be Your Own Decorator is one of mm-hmm. your books. And I was, I was really inspired by that when you kind of talked about that initially about how years ago, about how you did. You would study your room and you would figure it out. And what is it about that that I like? Or what can I take from this room? Or what can I learn and apply in my own house? And that that idea of the fearlessness definitely comes through in your home. I, I mean, the pattern mixing you do, the colors you use, it would, it would frighten me personally. <laughs> and then I look at it in your room. I'm like, oh my God, it's gorgeous. Well, that's, thank you. And that's how, that's what happened to me over and over And I realized, what am I always respond? I think you you always have to ask yourself, what am I responding to positively about this room that I'm in or a restaurant or my best friend's house or something in a magazine? If you have an emotional reaction to something, you need to sort of capture it in your mind and say, how can I recreate that? Um, It's never exact plagiarism, so you don't have to worry about that because something that I might see about a hotel in the south of France in the 1950s I'm never going to capture that exactly in my apartment in Soho 
but I can bring elements of it. Mm -hmm. And um, the books are meant to be visual crutches, I kind of call them. So I want you to be able to flip through my books that have many different amazing fearless designers work in them and look at that page or pages that inspire you and say, okay, where's the common thread? What can I do? What can I take? If you And literally, I've taken my books or tear sheets and shown painters or shown my husband mm-hmm. or shown my kids or my friends. They did it. It's okay. It's going to look okay. Right. Here's the vibe. Here's the vibe just so you can get where I'm going with this and it will translate. And I've never really had a situation where there was something that I loved that I translated that didn't look right. That is the really great thing about your books. And I, you have a brand new book out called, what is it called? The Power of Pattern. The Power the power of Pattern. The Power. The Powder of Pattern. <laughs> the power. Okay, baby. <laughs> and um, as I was kind of like combing through it over the last few days, it really made me realize that these books are sort of encyclopedias of other people's work that you pull together mm-hmm. in a way that it, it becomes a textbook, almost a tutorial that helps us. Like this one's all about patterns and it's divided up by animals and organic and abstract and that kind of thing. And it kind of walks you through it and you can see all of these great visuals from all these great designers that you know and kind of study. But you can't get that in the world unless you go buy 400 design books. Right. Yeah. So that's (laughs) why I really wanted to do it. And it's amazing all the variety. And it's interesting. What I have found is Well, first of all, the qualifier for being in this book, The Power of Pattern, even though it's on patterns, is um, did I love it? Right. So even though I had categories, stripes, twal, animal, iconic, flower, um, if I didn't love the pattern, it didn't make the book. Right. Because I I just (laughs) thought if I loved it, probably you might love something about it too. Um, So that's very important. But it's so interesting. What I have found is that the rooms, and by the way, what, what what I really wanted to do was put the patterns up close and personal, full pages, spreads, mm-hmm. because you never see that. You get tiny swatches right. in magazines, little postage stamp size. How can you possibly feel confident to buy fabric, which is expensive, mm-hmm. or wallpaper, unless you see it nice and juicy and big? And I thought no one ever gave pattern that kind of prominence before, mm-hmm. and then frequently put it opposite rooms that they've been used in situ. Mm -hmm. What I found about the rooms that I ended up picking with the patterns that I loved was that those rooms could have been in any of my books. They could have been in It's the Little Things. They could have been in Decorate Fearless. They could could have been in Be Your Own Decorator. So of course, all rooms that to me are successful share all the elements and could be in any of the books. Mm -hmm. And that shows that there's always should be, in my mind, a sense of personalization, i.e. little things a sense of pattern, accessories, fearlessness, um, balance. Mm -hmm. Do you have pattern in every room in your home? In some way I do. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. In some way, for sure. I have no rooms with, and most, much of the pattern I would say, I think starts with the rug, um, be it a very colorful pattern or a kind of quiet pattern and then kind of works its way up from there. Mm -hmm. But yes, lots. And I've had much more over the years than I did when I first started Mm -hmm. decorating my home. You probably have become less, just more and more fearless. Right. And also, and also seeing how great it looks. Ah, uh uh-huh. Once you get started. Yeah. Once you get started, it's like, yeah. (laughs) No, it's true. Once you start and you feel confident and you love the way it turns out, you'll, you'll continue. And, and the confidence will grow for sure. Right. Um, the How do you find that you balance all the different patterns? If you have a pattern in each room. And, or more than one. Or more, or than, more one. than one. Yeah. I guess 
it feels haphazard, but I guess it's not because I, I have read when I was doing this book, many sort of lessons and how to mix pattern. And there's all these rules, which is if you have three patterns, obviously make sure they're in the same color hues, mm -hmm. make sure they're in the same intensity, i.e. don't do pastel against pastel against, you know, something super bright. Vibrant. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's something about if you use one pattern three times, you know, this way, then the next pattern should be half of that intensity. And then the last one should be one less of that. And right. I was like, I don't understand this. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. It's but like math class. Suddenly. Yeah, it was like yeah. math class. So I know that there are some very specific rules about it. Mm -hmm. But again, if you're not that kind of like-minded mathematical way of doing it, look at images and they will really show you that like, for example, my guest room, I have a very vibrant, pattern-heavy carpet. Then my bedspread picks up one of the color threads on that. It's a gold. And that's only in gold and white. Mm -hmm. in sort of like a nice, almost like a eye cat. Mm -hmm. The rug has many different, like you can't even really name what the pattern is. It's just kind of all over great colors. But then the curtains are a beige with a little bit of action going on, on the linen, on them very, very lightly. Mm -hmm. So it's just sort of different. And the combination all works. Then I have some iCat pillows and then some white pillows behind it. So it's just kind of carrying it all. I think you know when you've gone too far. You know, right. you sort of get it. Mm -hmm. um, and my lamps are these great red coral bases with black lampshades. Mm. So that, that was kind beautiful. of juicy. Yeah. And I've only gotten confident enough to do black lampshades. I never would have done that five years ago. But uh -huh. again, you get exp your eye is a muscle. You need to train it. You need to expose it. Right. Um, so there I have several patterns going on, mm -hmm. but nobody is too louder than the other. Obviously, my bedspread, which is the most prominent thing you see when you walk into this guest room, that's only two color pattern. The rug, which has all the action on it, mm -hmm. is on the ground and kind of steadies right. it all. Right. I think if it was the other way around, it would be too much. Yeah. You know, you I think play we are really it. used to pattern on the floor, but no one ever thinks, oh my God, a pattern rug, that's crazy. Because everybody does it, right? So mm -hmm. if, if you are afraid of pattern, start there. Yep. Because it's easily that's easily true. digestible. No one's going to freak out. No husband. Yeah. And you don't forget, you cover <laughs> rugs with furniture. True. So you don't see much. So you don't see much. And um, in the new house that I'm in, we have this crazy sun porch that you walk into very um, slanted roof, long, so long that you could never find one rug for that area. Right. So I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do here? This is such a boring, weird space. The guy had wall-to-wall -wall carpeting on it. Ooh, on I know, porch? so we ripped that up. Ew. I know, it was so <laughs> yucky, you can't even believe it. Mm -mm. Um, but it had the most beautiful views and I wanted the house really to feel like a treehouse. So no one rug was going to cover that whole entrance. And then I thought, could it be that I should do two of the same rug? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And I thought, I guess I have to. So it almost feels continuous. But obviously, there's a little bit of space in between yeah. the two. I got the most fantastical, I'll show you a picture of it, um, rug with a really, really vibrant, colorful, cheerful pattern. Um, almost like a purple and golds and blues and reds. And it almost feels like a kind of tribal eye cat. That's the only thing I can think of, like an eye cat kind, kind of gone disorganized. <laughs> and that's two of them on the floor. And I can't tell you, it just transformed the space. Everybody who walks in, 
oh, I love this. And you can really see those rugs because there's not tons of furniture on them because right. it's the entry. Mm-hmm. So pattern almost worked like a neutral there in a crazy way mm-hmm. because I got two of the same rugs and everything else is just walls and sort of some solid furniture. You know, you yeah. just sort of have to, then I didn't put any other pattern in that area except for pillows. Uh-huh. So you let that be your focus, like focus. That's really the, the focus, mm-hmm. exactly. There's uh, my green velvet Ballard chairs mm-hmm. that I got custom. I sort of customized, you know how yes. you have those great chairs that have like almost the spindly legs? Yes. They're nice and chunky. I chose those in black and I did green velvet cushions on those. So love. I mean, those look like completely custom. I bet that's beautiful with all the outdoor greenery going oh, on. Oh, it's with the so green great. Upholstery. And those are against a very solid kind of um, wheat colored solid sofa. And then you've got that rug going on. And then I'm thinking it all now. <laughs> they're not paying me to say this, everybody. I promise. <laughs> I have your, you still have it, your ottoman that's a storage ottoman. You oh, know yeah. that you lift up? Yes. What is that, Kent or something? I can't remember. But yeah, no, it's the one so you mean. Great. It's just a tailored you storage ottoman. You just open it. Yeah, well, I've custom. recovered that a billion, kabillion times. This house, I did that in your new um, fabric by the yard, that kind of black and white sort of squiggle. It's like almost like a flax color in the back and black lines yes. through it. Oh, oh, I know the one. What is it called? The one I did my it, um, it almost looks tri- like tri- it could be old fashioned, but it looks modern too. You have nothing else like it. It's Tegan. No. Is no. it Tegan, the black and white? Is it? It's the. You're talking about the, the Beth Lacefield one? I think it is. What, what did you say? Beth Lacefield. Is it a Beth Lacefield pattern? Possibly, maybe? yes. So it looks sort of like a block print, maybe, but oh, in a. Yes, in a pattern? yes, 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 yes. And I'm obsessed with black and white. Yes. So that. So is Taryn. She just did her whole nursery <laughs> yes. with black and white. <laughs> Love black and white. And so that worked almost like a neutral against that crazy carpet. Right. And it just all works. It just all works. And it's so funny about that ottoman because um, I love it, not only because it's so versatile and I can just recover it over and over again, because it was probably cheaper for me to buy something else. I'm like, nope, I want this piece. Right. Because I have <laughs> so all functional. my scattered photos. I don't do photo albums. Mm-hmm. I just have them all in there. And so when people come over, what do we do for entertainment occasionally? Or when my kids visit and hang out, we open it up. That's and a great idea. And we look at idea. them and we talk about them. How fun. No do one you, ever takes out a photo no. album. Do you print them out from your phone? No, How so, do you get new prints in there? They're the old prints. <gasps> okay. Mm-hmm. So you're That's not what printing makes it new fun. stuff. So, okay. And you know what? And, and sometimes I do. I, I, I have a lot of prints, obviously, that I can print out and frame. I'm not a big picture framer. Right. I like, um, I have it privately sort of in on my bureau pictures, but I like, um, and I have a big Ballard magnetic <laughs> bulletin board in my kitchen, the chalkboard. Remember when you guys had the magnetic yeah. chalkboards? That is like a living history of pictures. It's almost like a pattern. I, I do print out things and that's my one place where I put prints and thank you notes and special things there. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. always see it. it's like five like layers current deep. journal. Exactly. Oh, that's fun. But um, we had a flood years ago and a lot of the photo albums got all corroded and yucky and waterlogged. So I pulled out the photos from the little sleeves that right. were all, and I just put them in that ottoman. And I don't mind if some of them are kind of curled up. That almost says its own story. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun if I'm ever bored and I'm just hanging out, I just open that thing and go down memory <laughs> lane. It's so fun. So I love that ottoman. Everyone should get that ottoman. It's so great. 
I, that's a great story, I, though. I love I the love, idea of keeping the photos around like that. Right? And she's consolidated. Because I know Karen hates photos around I her hate house, them around too. The house. And I love how you have made, like, areas where that is your your storytelling's here and the rest of your house is clean. And, right. And visually, like, how you... I just, like... Because I love photos, but I also hate... I am obsessed with photos. And I, I just don't... I don't like walking into a room and where people have overstuffed mm-hmm. the surfaces with picture frame, picture frame, picture frame, picture right. frame. I, it, it, it just doesn't work for me. Right. I, I like to keep them in, in sort of select places. And then of course we're sharing our all photos on social media now all the time anyway. Right. And I can look at, and, and you know, when I see great photos, I just take a snapshot of them and I have them in my phone. Like the other day I was somewhere at my boy's old school, there was a picture of them and I was like, oh my God, I want that. And I was like, Susanna, just take a snapshot of it. Right. <laughs> a picture of the picture, yeah. Right, right. a picture mm-hmm. of the picture. And then you can kind of adjust it that way and keep it on your phone and make a little nostalgia. I have a little nostalgia folder Aww. where That's that cute. can go back and look. And one thing that I've done is do photo albums um, through the Apple program or wherever where for each of my sons. So all their photos of childhood is in a book uh-huh. that I have as a book and I gave to them. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways to kind of store them without having a cabillion things around. Picture frames. Plus yeah. everyone else is not as interested in the photos of my children as I Great am. Great point. You know what I mean? Karen. Like I'm going to cover up yeah. my, you know, baby grand piano, which I don't own, with photos of all these people that nobody cares about right. but me. I really have a pet peeve. I mean, this sounds so horrible, but like the baby grand piano, <laughs> baby grand piano with the silver 20 photos on it and mantles mm-hmm. i really don't like photos on a mantle Mm-mm. there's so many other great things you can do with a mantle mm-hmm. so it's so true we're on the same page we're on the same <laughs> i complain about this page. a lot Karen she knows. does i think uh, the listeners all know this too they're like yeah yeah we know, we know. <laughs> don't do it people get the ottoman and put them in there it, you know quite honestly you would approach it much more no one ever goes by those pianos and looks at things right and you're just dusting them you're just dusting them so put it in something like tangible and you will bring them out probably more frequently ironically mm-hmm. what are some of your favorite things to put on mantles yeah um things from nature you know if i Burn cut them. something or see something a beautiful, branch or something a branch yep or shell or you, a shell tell us where you live you n- live near water so i live i live near water on lake warmug in new preston um sort of in the it's funny my area my little area is called um pinnacle valley which is sort of a yeah, oxymoron. Oxymoron. So I'm in the foot of in between two valleys. Sorry, two like kind of big large hills that you can climb. It's the you know, tons of 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 nature around me. I'm very lucky. But um so there's always a million things that I can find that you know, it's a branch, a a piece of bark that's shed off of a tree that looks like an Elsa Peretti cuff, mm-hmm. you know? Things that I find I like to put out. Um what I did in our other house that we just moved out of is I had a large piece of art hanging over the fireplace and then two um, very pretty kind of sculptural, uh, they were sort of bronze leaves. They look like almost Greek crown lakes, like, like you know, that the Greeks wow. wore like those yeah, kind like of- a laurel crown? Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. That I found those in a shop locally that I loved. Those were always there. And then I would intersperse in, depending on the season, what I found and loved. Maybe it was dahlias in a little bud. If it was the holidays, I'd like to put garland there. So I like mantles to be open for that uh-huh. and not cluttered and with not stuff. So and Seems not so like, static. And not so static, exactly. Don't just set it and forget it. I'm then, bad about that. 
And then interesting, in my new house, we are building a fireplace and a whole living room as we speak. And I've already decided, based on a picture that I saw of a house in England, that I'm going to do, and did I, I think I got it from Ballard. It's <laughs> backordered, a large mirror that has like an antiqued kind of bronzy gold frame. Uh-huh. Um, because I was very drawn to that. Just that look of this person's house. You know, again, it's never a literal translation. Mm-hmm, right. But I want to try what that's like to have a large mirror over a fireplace that looks vintage. Would you layer things in front of that or just the mirror? Mm, maybe a little bit, yes. Uh-huh. Maybe a little bit, yes, I'm going to. On either side are windows, and um, I'm having yummy velvet curtains on those. But they'll be pulled back so you right. can see out towards, you know, we surround it. We have this amazing barn behind our property that you can see. Um, but I'm recovering that, uh, Ottoman. Go- no, Ottoman is staying, but I'm recovering the beige sofa because now it needs more juice. Uh-huh. So that I picked out this great fabric that, um, is embroidered. It's gray with like a cream flower embroidery on it. It looks very, um, something from Morocco. Mm. So that is going in front and that will work really well with that Ottoman. You can't just put a beige sofa in like a big room with a fireplace. Right. That that would be not weight. good style. It needs some weight, exactly. Yeah. And then guess what's going on the floor, you guys? I have my eye all picked out. I'm getting the your antelope rug. <laughs> oh, I have that. Yeah, it's great. Do Are you, you getting it? the tan one or the gray I'm gonna one? I'm going to get it in the tan one. Now, you yeah, would like think that tan. I would go for gray because the um, sofa is going to be covered in a beautiful, kind of beautiful chalky gray and cream are the flowers. But that's too matchy. Yeah. You need the contrast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love gray and camel together. Yes. Yeah, it's a beautiful combo. Again, one would not know to know that unless one looked at pictures. Right. Mm-hmm. And saw, nope, don't do that. Don't do gray and gray. Yeah. So the mirror will be that nice gold, vintagey kind of gold. I almost wish that the glass was, what's the word I'm looking for? Antiqued. Antiqued glass, mm-hmm. but it's not, but that's okay. And then it will be the gray sofa on the on the gold antelope rug, which will have just enough pattern. Yes. So it'll yeah. You're treating it as a neutral. Yeah. I'm treating it as a neutral, a neutral because it will be right nearby those other rugs that I talked about. And then it's too much. You right. don't want pattern, 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 pattern on the floors. You have to give your eye a break mm-hmm. and then move that pattern somewhere else. What color is the velvet drapery? It is a kind of it is a kind of gray with a cream on it. Sounds sophisticated and yeah, I wanted the, that room to look sort of sophisticated. Or grown up. And grown up. Mm-hmm. You're surrounded by nature. You're seeing this incredible barn that's been around for hundreds of years that we restored behind us. You're surrounded by green. I wanted that room to, and it opens up into the dining room. See, right now we, we're in a dining room and the wall ends and there was just a patio outside. And I was like, no one's going to sit in that patio. Mm-hmm. We need to enclose that and make that one big room looking out on the barn. No one listens to the women when they're in the middle. Of, like I literally went out one day and that decision was made. And I was, and I just didn't want to say, guys, we should have, because the house needed tons of work originally. Uh-huh. Right. So first we were, I mean, again, it was a lot to grapple with. So you don't necessarily think five things ahead or right. even two, because you're so, what color, you know, what stone is the sink going to be? Yeah. 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 But what happened is that we cut the house off a little bit short and we really, you need to live in your house a year. And so- that wall of the dining room is going to get taken down, and now it will be dining room and that big living room looking out onto the barn. So wait, how long have you lived in this house? 
Like a year. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So she's lived in it. She realizes no one's yeah. using the house. I knew it from before when mm-hmm. we were doing it. But no one listened. What's weird is that we <laughs> live down the driveway. So the house that we did the video in yeah. is right next door. Oh, okay. We fell in love with this property, which is at the end of the driveway. Um, the men and the family that lived in it have been there for hundreds of years. And he finally had it up for sale. And we couldn't afford it because it's a lot of acreage. The uh-huh. barn, beautiful. I mean, the house is gross. It used to be a little B&B. Oh. And we found little cabin foundations on the property. And the barn was where they had square dances. It was two hay barns I put together. It. I'll show you a picture. You'll die when you see it. And the little house that we're in was the charming little B&B main house. Mm-hmm. My house that I've come from down the road was built much later on. This is hundreds of years ago. And then what happened was that... Um, he, the family stopped the inn and he lived in it, this guy for years and, you know, shag rug, pot belly stove, didn't oh. really care. We initially thought, oh, we're going to tear down that little house and renovate the barn. But the barn we found, which is so special, would have had to be taken down to the ground. Right. And whatever was erected in its place would have A, been so expensive and not felt like a barn anymore. So then we've renovated the barn to be like exercise, ping pong. We put it, it's really been my husband's obsession slash labor of love. (laughs) He's like, did you see the new stove I got for that barn? I'm like, yes, honey, (laughs) whatever, just have fun over there. (laughs) But it is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. And it's very special. Um, So it'll be like a three season kind of enjoy it. And then now we've been tackling on the main house, which we didn't think we'd be there. You see, so we thought, oh, let's just take down this and this because this will just be like a little guest house. So things evolve as you stay in them. But now we're (laughs) really in the throes of the construction and I'm already like busily ordering things. Yeah. (laughs) So I've got my eye on that rug because it'll look great. Yeah, it's a a good rug. So you have it in beige. I do. I have it in in that color and I actually use it in a bathroom. Mm. So I have it in... um, I, it's like a three by five or something like that or four by six or something that I have in the bathroom instead of like mats and things around. Oh, yes. Yeah. People forget that rugs and bathrooms. Go for it. I mean, it's just. Forget a well, bathroom. Yeah. What are you worried about? Yeah. And how great are. I love the look of vintage oriental rugs and bathrooms. I love that. That looks fantastic. And in nurseries, actually. I mean, they're very durable. They look great. You can get them for not a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And doing vintage like three ones. down a hallway that don't match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That will be very exciting. So yes, that rug will be kind of at the base of it all. And there won't be tons of pattern in there because mm-hmm. there's a lot everywhere else. Well, even the Mad Cat Cottage guys who love pattern, mm-hmm. um, when we were talking to them, they were like, pattern doesn't have to be like a print. It can be the texture in a room. You can have all, co- you you know, you can layer pattern when it when it's really kind of a tone on tone texture and that's a pattern as well. So Absolutely. Yes. Even if good you're point. kind of afraid of a zebra print or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could do um, like a damask that you, and that's one of your, is that one of your techniques? Yes. That's is. one of the chapters. Yeah. Chapters damask, which yes. is really a tone on tone. So yes, subtle. Exactly. Beautiful. So now a lot of your pattern in your book mm-hmm. is on the wall. Yes. Tons of it. I'd say, well, most of it. Yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. A lot of it's on the wall. And um, we, Ballard, it's funny because we're real into wallpaper here. We love wallpaper. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it it comes and goes out of style. Um, And I was looking at one of our Instagram posts the other day, and it was about, we love wallpaper, blah, blah, blah. And there were some haters. 
on the Instagram, like, I hate wallpaper. I can't believe you guys are doing wallpaper. Y'all are dumb. Wallpaper's gross. It's so out of style. And <laughs> well, like, let's just unfollow them. Let's block I was them like, immediately. Exactly. I'm like, people look around. It is yeah, really. everywhere and it's so fabulous. Wait, so are you guys, did you, how, I mean, I've gotten so many of your fabrics by the yard, but when did you launch the wallpaper? We've been carrying wallpaper for a couple of years. So if it's I been do little, fab- it's been we don't okay. we don't push it a lot in the catalog. It's it's online mostly. No, but online I go right to my fabric by the yard section. Mm-hmm. Would that not appear there? I have to know to put wallpaper by the yard. Well, you would just go under. It's under the wall section. So wall. Yeah, so we well, do separate mm-hmm. them where your book reads. It you know it's one and the same. Okay, yeah, so cause... I'm going to give a little suggestion for those of us that wouldn't think of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought so many of your fabric by the yard it would never have occurred to me that you have wallpaper yeah good point so you might want to double it and put it over there too <laughs> yeah. like by the way we have wallpaper no i'll tell the e-commerce team for sure well, yeah they- because you can never assume that's what i've just learned never assume that people look or go that extra mile or- exactly and if you don't think that we sell wallpaper why would you go look you know right. what I mean? And like, I didn't. Right. And I could not be like a more loyal customer. I didn't know that. Well, now I want to see what they look like. So is it self-adhesive? No, you have to get a professional to install it. It comes You do, the- yes. But it is that easy strip. So it comes off super comes- easy, which is and nice. And is it the same patterns as you're offering in the fabric? No. Or not necessarily? Totally no, different? totally different. What's the most popular one? And oh what's my- the craziest one that you have? Gosh. That's a UK. I don't question. know the answers to that. Either. You've stumped me. I think Dodie was for a while because we had that in the wallpaper. Yeah, we have we? like a little mm-hmm. Dalmatian print. Um, Wait, I have to throw a question back at you as a designer. I've seen so often too that the even if it's fabric, they've been putting it on the wall. Yeah. That- yeah, that's true. You do see that, yes, quite a lot. And they back yeah. it. I think they back and it. And they back it. Yeah, and then put it up. Mm, okay. That's and right. not just wall. You see a lot in the book too, ceiling into wall, mm-hmm. which is a great way to hide a difficult space, you think, well, isn't that going to highlight it? No. If you have that slanted ceiling situation or a funkily proportioned room, go with a great wallpaper and mask away. Mm -hmm. The opposite indeed happens. Yeah. Actually, I tapped one of your pages in there because I'm getting ready to renovate my basement and I'm going to have weird ceiling things because of ductwork and that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, well, I need to remember that because I hadn't really thought about it. And yeah, they took this big giant sort of paisley pattern and put it all over sort of eaves coming in and out of this bedroom. And it looks fabulous. And I I didn't use her quote. I I remember when she was giving Colleen Bashaw, when she was giving me the information about this, she said it was a difficult room. You know, we talk about like difficult people, difficult child, but difficult rooms. (laughs) And you just have to mask it away with lots of pattern. I agree. Now, how many books have you written over the years? Um, This is my 10th. And I'm working on my 11th. Is it about me? The 11th? Yes. (laughs) Karen, the true story. That's right. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. We were just talking about problem children and problem rooms. Karen, the the sequel. (laughs) I mean, you're Um, so prolific. How do you stay so inspired? I mean, Anne, tell us what the next book's about, if you can. I say inspired because, you know, all the the way I said that certain rooms can be in any book if they're mm-hmm. done really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at great homes all the time for my video series, the Quintessence at Home with video series. So I'm always talking to the designers. They always inspire me. Their work is ever evolving. Um, so I only do ones that topics that interest me. This idea for Power of Pattern literally was like downloaded into my mind. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. I was like, I didn't even think I was shopping for pattern, really. I'm not even like a huge pattern person. It's not like I wear a pattern. I just was like, you know what? It's sort of, an, I think I was looking for a pattern. I was like, it's sort of annoying that I can't 
find the patterns themselves really up close. Right. Mm -hmm. And all in one place. All in one place. It's all by brand or by designer as opposed Mm -hmm. to like, here's all the paisleys that are awesome. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I didn't show every paisley in the world, but I showed the ones that I loved and I showed a lot. And what I would do, people are not going to believe me, but I swear it's true. When I covered my love seats a couple years ago in my other house in the Ballard, like the chartreuse green, crazy. I have that on a chair at my house. The right. R- with the big round medallion. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. To do that, I literally had to go to Fabric by the Yard, blow, you know, click on it to blow it up to fill my screen, walk down with my laptop and hold it in front of my sofa. <laughs> I think this will look good. Right. It's only going to cost me $3,000. Yes. Well, let's just go for it. Right. (laughs) So having those experiences time and time again, I thought, you know what? No one's really done a book where the pattern is the star, the literal pattern. Um, So let me ask this. Why wouldn't you just order a yard and look at it in real life? I guess you could, but I don't know. It just, that's one yard of one thing. Right. And our mind sometimes tends to work differently. So maybe we're going through a book like this and we see, you know what? I'd never thought of stripes. And then if only to increase your options, let's put it that way. Because I think we get stuck on one thing or one idea, depending on our mood or what we're mm-hmm. thinking. True. And maybe it will go somewhere else. Or I maybe you'll consider something that you hadn't thought of. But um, I've all actually the- done that from our fabrics. I've put them on like one of our upholster pieces because they're all visually... So you can slap it on to see Oh, scale. on the website? Mm-hmm. You can do it? Yeah. And be like, do I like this fabric? Just oh. on a love seat in general. Yeah. Or, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's or a good idea. Or if you're idea. considering something tufted and then you're, you're you know, wondering about pattern, it's a good, like, check it out first. So you but, can- but if you do too many, let's be clear, the longer you sometimes look at something, and I'm mm-hmm. a really good decider, but the longer you look at something and depending on the mood and the light and the day and the season, your mind can change. It's hard. And sometimes yeah. you just have to like go for something. Right. Don't overthink <laughs> that it. That goes back to your confidence thing. Just go with yeah, it. Yeah, just do it. If you loved it, you're going to like it. And, and guess what? I love that chartreuse I cat six years later. Every time I look at it, I've never gotten bored of it. It's about as loud and as bold as it gets. Never gave it another thought. Looks great. So <laughs> And you have it. it in a room with red and don't you? Is that the same room yeah, that has the it, red well, bar? No, the, I have it in a room with... An interesting carpet, but the the sofa is gray. But the curtains behind it are a nice gold velvet. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of the stars of the show. But right. it's not like it's all solids around it. Right. It's definitely like an exclamation point in the room. But there's two of them facing each other, and they don't cancel each other out, but that gives that balance. Right. So again, when you talk about anything in design, the reason why I've done so many books is because each one, each world pollen or category pollinates the next. So you just think of things that mm-hmm. seem that, that, you know, it's like a stepping stone. One thing takes you to the next and um, the pattern book just seemed, uh, you know, so it started with be your own decorator. And then I thought, well, what is the thing that I loved most about the rooms in this book? Oh, they were all kind of whimsical and fearless. Decorate fearlessly. Right. right. And then as I did that, I was like, you know, what are the things that I love about these fearless rooms? Well, they're all anchored by personal touches. It's mm-hmm. the little things. That was my next book. Right. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of mm-hmm. finds its way if you're open to it. And, and I enjoy it. Obviously, I, I love it or I wouldn't do it. It's not like you get rich from doing. I mean, <laughs> right. books are really an extension of what your brand and what you love. and Their work. And there's so much work. <laughs> um, so you really have to love it if you're going to do it because it's a year's worth of work. The dog book, Dogs and Their Designers, came out because all of the designers that we were shooting for our video series 
all of them had dogs and loved them and they were their family members. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be fun to have an interiors book that also, you know, most people that are in design love dogs. Right. So wouldn't that be fun to have a book that would please someone that had both a dog and loved design or just a dog person or just a design person? Right. Brilliant. Well, tell us about your video series. So the video series came because... It's called Quintessence. Yeah. It's Quintessence at Home With. At Home With. And Quintessence is a blog of my dear friend Stacy Bucus, and she'd been doing her blog for a number of years and was really kind of, to me, the gold standard of design blogs. And um, I had noticed that one day she had done a little video of an editor, and I could see that she understood how to edit and film, because that takes a lot of work too, you know, how to right. educate yourself on Final Cut and all that stuff on that program. And we met when she came to a book signing in Connecticut. She lives in Connecticut too, but about an hour away. And there was just something about her. She just seemed, um, I could tell she was very passionate, you know, very different person than me, but we just kind of clicked. And for some reason, again, it gets downloaded into my brain. I went home and I was like, you know what? I know all these designers. I, I see them all the time. I talk to them. We are both at parties together and, and, and get to know them. And I've shot a lot of them or talked to them about they're working in my books. No one has had a video series capturing how great they are in person, mm-hmm. how funny and fearless and how much you learn. And that gave me the idea, give design a voice. What if we were to go to people's homes and they felt I could share what I get to do, which I feel so lucky that I get to go. Mm-hmm. And so I called her up. I literally just met her that day. And I was like, I can see that you do final draft. What would, what if we did this video series? She was like, yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Let's do it. And, and I and I would encourage everyone to reach out and find somebody as a partner in some way, mm-hmm. creatively. Doesn't mean they have to come into business with you, but if you are lucky enough to meet someone who has the same work ethic as you do, they could be a completely different person. But Stacy and I are one of those people. Like if I was like da da da, she's like, yep, got it. You know, we'll do. If she was a procrastinator or I was a procrastinator, we never would have gotten as far as we did. Right. But um, she was excited about great design as much as I was. So we made our list of the first 15 people that whose homes we would want to show. Some of them we had been to, some of them we hadn't. Within one hour, every single person said yes. And it takes us two hours. We do not take up a lot of time. It's just her and I. Right. And we're now at almost 100 videos five years later and over 5 million views. Wow. And people are really obsessed with the series. They love it because they feel like, which is what we wanted, they're tagging along with friends. Yeah, it feels very intimate and so laid back and relaxed. Like you're really getting to know that person and and the the why behind the decisions they made in their home, whether it's because – you know, I started out without any money or I've got a lot of dogs running around or, I, you know, this was a weird space I've been trying to figure exactly. out. Exactly. And not just as a designer, but as a homeowner. As a person. As yes. a person. And they're all just each one is, to me, more interesting. And there's always so much to learn than the next. And, um, well, and some are so grand and some are so accessible. I love that. Exactly. And even the grand ones are accessible. And it's so funny there's some people who's, you know, we've been to castles and people are like, I'm, I hope my house is not like, I'm like, what? <laughs> so everyone has yes. that same anxiety. Yes, they're like, I hope this is okay for the series. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's amazing. Because they yeah. worry that their thing, it's not about being better. It's just that it's just cute. They, they just hope that they're worthy to share, you know, to have their work in place shared. And they're all so proud. But, um, 
Yeah, I love that. And we've been everywhere from castles in France to um, Nantucket to Italy to Connecticut to uh, L.A., to some of the most beautiful, really beautiful homes in the world. I don't know if you saw Richard Shapiro. No. That's considered, you know, he has books on each. He has a home in Miami, um, sorry, a home in Malibu and a home in LA. We were supposed to do the one in, Mal- in, in Malibu, which is very, very famous. If you saw pictures of it, you would know what it, it looks like, almost like a, a Greek temple meets Malibu. I mean, it's just like something that you can never quite possibly imagine. <laughs> and at the last moment, he emailed and said, sorry, it's, we're doing construction now unexpectedly. Do you guys mind coming and doing our house in LA last minute? And you have to understand like all the planning that goes into all these things. And um, there isn't a lot of room for error. And I was like, okay, I guess so. <laughs> and then we got there and it was like, are you kidding me? It was three acres of box. He's a very famous pool house. Google is pool house, Richard Shapiro pool house which is based on a Greek temple. Okay. You will ivy climbing up of it. It's like being in a fairy tale. Wow. Um, or like an like a a novel set in New Orleans. It's like you're it's something out of this world. Mm-hmm. And around it are thousands of boxwood that he trims himself every day. It's sort of zen for him. I mean, of course he has help, but he right. does it. Wow. And then in the middle of the boxwood is sculpture that he's done himself next to things from like the first century. Wow. Crazy. And he's like, oh, this I got here and this I made this and this. And it's as accessible as someone, your best friend telling you that she found like a great purse in the flea market that day. Right. I can't explain it mm-hmm. as grand as it is. And the house, forget it, crazy art, like Damien Hirst, things from Roman times. I mean, everything. There's a huge cardboard installation on a wall. And I was like, Richard, where is that from? He was like, well, I was sitting one day reading the New York Times and on the magazine cover was a artist that they were featuring. And I called him up and I just said, will you make something for me? It's out of cardboard that comes out, you know, all along a wall. So he didn't call, you know, it wasn't like, oh, decorator, do this for me. He really was involved in the process in every little piece and everybody, no matter where they live. That's the commonality. They are involved. They love it. And everyone, nobody, no matter where they live, even if they live in like a little one room studio somewhere, you have to live with the things that you love and every piece should have a story. Yeah. And that's the best decorating advice I can give anybody. Take the stuff away that you don't love and see what remains and it will look good. That is such a good tip. Edit I out, mean, edit out. People have so much stuff. And it's like, why? Why do you have all that? If you're not in love with it, don't right. don't have it inside. Like Thomas O'Brien, we were just the first like video capture of his iconic house in Bellport. It's beyond crazy amazing. He has tons of stuff. He has so much art. Literally, you open a door and there's a huge painting hanging on the back of the door, which I love. <laughs> and then painting, painting, painting. And he has a room called like a memory room where the shelves are just packed in the most kind of edited but not fussy way of his favorite books from childhood, a letter that his grandmother wrote him. Um, I, I'll show you when we get off the phone, I'll show you all this. I was like, I have to take a picture of this. It gave <laughs> me chills, everything, a feather that he found. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of stuff, but all the stuff is like stuff that he loves and right. it's edited. So it doesn't read as like, 
Apologize. junk or right. yeah, exactly. Right. So edit, 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 but that doesn't mean that you can't keep and love your stuff. Right. It's not like the KonMari method of yeah. you can have one pen and two paper clips and right. and that's it. <laughs> or have yeah. And I I love that method, but you can expand on that method a little bit and just say, like for example, I have like a little cup, a mint julep cup, and in it I have only I have like 40 little, those cute little pencils, little mini pencils. I love to write them. Like golf pencils? Yeah, they look like little golf pencils Mm -hmm. with my initials on them. Oh, cute. So you can have more than one, just have all the same, you know, and I use all those. Mm -hmm. Or all my gold Sharpies in like a Moroccan tin cup. Yes. You know, so it should look pleasurable. All the containers that hold things should be cute. Exactly. Yeah. If you have your kitchen utensils out, put, put them in something good. Exactly. Put your sponge on something cute if you keep your sponge on. I do that too. And you know what? I even got like, you know, on your spoon holder. Yeah. I am so obsessed. Like I hate like ugly spoon holders. So mm-hmm. I took this like cabbageware plate that I got on Etsy. You know, the famous cabbageware, yeah. the green mm-hmm. lettuce. It's not the real thing, but it looks like it. And that's what I used to put. I'm like, why can't I do that? Why do I have to use a real yeah spoon sp- holder? Spoon you know holder. what I use? I use a Jonathan Adler ashtray that looks like a tongue. Okay, it well, he so would be very cute. proud to know that. It is that's so very cute. fabulous. Exactly. So yeah. I'm not going for no ugly spoon holders no, for me. Agreed. What do you have, Taryn? I have a better not be ugly. I don't think it's ugly. Okay. I have a Williamson William Sonoma long rectangle tray that's half dipped in mustard colored ceramic but it's just oh, that, simple. that's nice that's simple, simple. And nice right yeah. yeah back to that old ugly it's not like shaped or like oh right yeah i know or like has italy spoon and her, here yeah. that's my favorite is when it's labeled what you're supposed to do with it i know <laughs> but it's funny once you come, i was like i could use whatever i want for my spoon holder and right. i'm gonna use this lettuce plate anyway these things come to you when you start to challenge yourself about does everything here even the thing that holds my Mm-hmm. Soap or my um, paper clips or my earrings give me pleasure as well. Visually. Exactly. Well, I remember that because you, yeah, you have something special for your earrings. This is ringing a bell from like seven yeah, years little, ago. Yep. I have little um, bold. Well, it's funny. I bought an olive dish, you know, those long things mm-hmm. that are meant to put olives, which yeah. I really hate how those look. I hate that. Uh huh. But it looks great for earrings. So you don't like it with the olives. I don't like it with the olives. It looks too forced, but I like putting my earrings in it. And then I also have little marble white bowls that are probably meant for something else. I don't know. They're like very heavy. And those have my earrings. So I have my hoops in one and and sort of that way. And then for my necklaces and bracelets, I got those John Darian trays when he did that fabulous collection for Target. Yeah, I have a couple of those. They're like melamine. What's the word? Melamine. Melamine. So glad I, they're like square trays and those, I just have all my necklaces out. And if I have a rule, if I can't fit a new thing in, something has to go. That's so the jewelry only jewelry too, I huh? have is out that I see. And I understand your great grandmother's engagement ring. That's different. Right. But the only jewelry I have out is the jewelry that I can see. I have nothing. I have no clothes in storage. My clothes are only in my closet, and that's all I have. You don't have like an off-season closet? Nope, I don't. Susanna. And I only have a certain amount of hangers mm-hmm. that are extra. So yeah. like if I get something new and things are getting squished, then something has to go. And if I don't wear something in a year, it goes. Give it to Goodwill. Right. Let somebody yeah. else love it. Yeah. Yeah. If you get invited to a wedding or a party, do you think you go back to your closet and like, I'm going to look at this old chestnut? 
right. that I haven't worn in five years. <laughs> Why are you going to want to do that? Well, you're not going to feel you fabulous in it. Right. You want to feel great. Some dresses are special, but yeah, you're going to want to go and buy something this new. old chestnut. I yeah, like, that. gee, I haven't <laughs> worn in five years. I definitely want to yeah. wear it to this fabulous wedding that I've been invited to for the first time in five years in the south of France. Yeah, bring out that old <laughs> ugly Talbot's taffeta skirt. <laughs> Right? That, it's true. Why would you do that? I don't know. You're right. I, I, love, I need to go home and clean up my I was going to say, I love when we speak to designers because I literally go home after each podcast do it. and I'm like, what I learned this week Yes, happened. I got a yeah. project. So I have three or four backup wood hangers that are on the side that are empty. If those get filled, something's got to go. See, I just yeah. keep going and buying more I hangers. Love. Okay, that's a great. Right. I'd stop buying the hangers and just get and rid of And can I tell you stuff. something scary for a while and I really didn't not get enough accolades for this. I'm kidding. <laughs> I shared a closet with my husband. Yeah. I had half of a closet and I still had nothing in storage and nothing in the basement. Now I at least have my, although actually I still have one side because my other side is for something else. So yeah, I'm telling you, you can do it, people. It's not that hard. I'm, I guarantee you that you have, I, again, I have room above for sweaters and stuff. Yes. I'm talking about things like, like and I actually have a bureau, yeah. like pants that are hanging, dresses, skirts, yeah. blazers, mm-hmm. blouses, But just the blouses. fact that you don't have any like extra storage. Nope. Is, yeah, no off That drives me crazy. Like something is in storage. Like then well, you, you have to bring it over. you can't see the full, it goes back to your jewelry thing. You don't know what you have. And- I can't tell you how many times like, okay, people that have those pods or things in storage, mm-hmm. If that thing burned, would you really be so sad? Well, do you even know what's in it? Right. They never do. Mm-mm. Yeah. Whereas this way, I know, obviously, I'm using all the things all the time because I have my rule about if I don't wear it for a year, it goes. Yeah. So, do you do that thing where you flip it all around, the, the hangers all around on January 1, and then if it's not flipped at the end of the year? No, that's really getting hardcore. I didn't yeah. do that. That's too hardcore for me. Right? Yeah. Come on, half the time you throw the stuff in your closet because you've changed in between something. But if you, yeah, but if you've take if you've taken the hanger down, yeah. then you know you've yeah. used it, That's right? Good. Yeah. Just no, pods are a bad thing. Storage is a bad thing. Live life, everything that you love for now, and use it, and use it, use or give stuff. it away to somebody. Yeah, it's good. It's These good. are all lessons that I need to. You won't miss it. By. You really will not miss it. <laughs> oh. well, that was a good like. Just a general life lesson. General life lesson for everything, yes. All right, right. we're going to answer really quick two of our decorating dilemmas that um, listeners have written in. Yes. Will you help us? Of course, I would love to. I will try my best. They're very simple. um, Okay, good. But still good questions. Yes. Um, So the first is from Laura, and she writes and says, Here's my question. My husband and I are building a home, and we're not able to make the kitchen cabinets go to the ceiling. It is not a custom home. It is a neighborhood that that a developer is doing, so we only have limited choices. Is putting stuff above the kitchen cabinets a design no-no? I so rarely see it done well, but what do you think? Is it possible to do it well? If so, what would you style it with? How would you style it? Faux ferns. Okay. Sorry, just kidding. So she's asking an open shelf girl, first of all. I do not like kitchen cabinets. I like white shelves with everything there in whiter plates so you can see it all. That's the theory. See it all. Mm -hmm. Keep it neat. Easy Mm -hmm. access. If you if you insist on cabinets and you want them, and by the way, everybody, cabinets are expensive. Yes. You can save a lot of money by doing open shelving. So (laughs) don't let them take you around the the money park for on you. 
Yeah, exactly. So if you insist on cabinets, because you have to get hardware and paint them and all that kind of stuff, don't put anything above cabinets. Agreed. Just leave them bare. Totally Nothing. concur. Let me put it to you this way. Every time you create a surface, you people feel like they have to put something on that surface. And that's why I always tell people, take your time about putting in that extra table or little nooky table here, here, or commode. Because every time you put it in, something has to go above it and something has to go on it. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. And that invites clutter, right? Right, right. For cabinets, nothing needs to be up there. Your eye doesn't need to go up there. Mm -mm. Just keep it bare. See, people feel compelled that they have to put stuff on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't. Plus your cabinets are for pulling so, open and getting your stuff. It'll get so dusty. Yeah. Yeah. And your kitchen, you don't realize, but grease is around your kitchen. Right. Like if you ever get on top of your cabinet and run your finger down right. it, it's covered in grease, greasy dust. But also by putting something up there, what are you doing? Hey, everyone, look, look up. it up here what I felt that I felt compelled to do. Right. I had to put a plan up here because I thought I had, you know, just no one's eye is going to go up there. No, ignore no, it. No, no one's going to look at the top of your cabinet and be like, oh, she forgot to put something yeah, up there. Yeah, forget so, it. Yeah. So Problem we're going to say solved. it is a no-no. It's no. a no-no. Yeah, look into down. open shelving. Don't even worry about it. I like that. One less thing to do. Yeah. Or buy. Um, our second question Actually, I think you already answered it. It was pretty much what? someone was asking where where do you start when decorating a room, and you kind of already spoke to how you start a lot of times with rugs. Um, well, but- if the if the room is already decorated and they want to kind of revamp it, mm-hmm. the very first thing I would say is edit out, take mm-hmm. stuff out that you don't love, mm-hmm. and then see what's left. See That's what's a great left, idea. and don't forget about moving things around. Just because something has been somewhere for five years doesn't mean that it still works or can't be moved. Yeah. And it's dominoes. Take something out. Oh, like for example, right behind us, there's that bust and the the picture behind it. And that looks great. But so let's just say that was in our hallway. You're, you live with that. Your eye is used to that. What if you suddenly took the bust of the guy down and that opened it up? And then maybe you think, you know what? What if we put a mirror there? Right. And then in front of the mirror, maybe you don't want those things. So you don't put those things back. You put something else and then you stop. So decorating can happen in small moments with not one new thing purchased. Right. Shop your own house. Shop your own house. Exactly. Edit your own house. Mm -hmm. If you are starting from scratch, most important thing is use a picture. If it's not from my book, someone else's book, Pinterest, Instagram, use pictures to guide you and remind you what you love. And then take your cues from there. I clearly like patterned rugs. So the first thing I'm going to get is a great patterned rug. I clearly like no rugs. Right. There we go. Yeah, pull all your pictures and look at the commonalities See the between them. Exactly. Why, why am I drawn to all these? Oh, they're all light blue or they're all dark or they're all patterned. And then, yeah, like you said, like you said emulate that. Emulate that. And I, I really can't tell you how many times I've gone somewhere to decorate. And it's really been a matter of editing and moving some furniture around. Wow. And maybe they, and, and it turned out, oh, we actually have a mirror in our attic that right. we weren't using. <laughs> well, they weren't using it because they had too much other stuff around that didn't give it that opening. Right. So by editing out, then we had room for the great mirror. They didn't spend a dime. <laughs> it's good. It's a great point. So practical. So good. You've been so practical. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And design is so much about practicality and whimsy. You have to have both things. It should be balance. fun, right? It has to be fun. But it has to, the fun has to be counterbalanced with 
you know, editing yeah. and some common sense too. Practicality. And one can't lead it. the other more. They have to be in equal parts harmony. Well, that's good to know too. <laughs> no, I feel like... No, it is. These are all really like good. so practical today. Yes. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you, Susanna. Thanks thank for coming. So I love being here and I love Ballard and um, your designs are just... They are, to me, actually the fusion of part whimsy, part practicality. And that's why I turn to it again and again because I can really always find what I need there. And I'm going to look at that wallpaper oh, good. section. Yes. I've got my, I'm already like scheming, like where can I put some wallpaper? And we have good hardware too. Oh, and you've got great, great hardware. hardware. Really? Yes, at cabinet the store, hardware. See it. There's a whole big See, I never think of you guys for hardware. It's new. We just oh, it's new. Okay. over yeah. the last year. We've yeah, got so, some amazing stuff. All right, I'm Marble definitely going to check that out. and brass. Acrylic and mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff. And I'll send you a picture of the living room with some with the antelope rug. Oh, yeah, I want to see. Awesome. Yes, please do. That'll be great. Thank you. Thank you Well, both. have fun while you're in Atlanta. Thank yes. you so much. Tell people where they can find you. Oh, yeah. On Instagram. And- oh, I'm like, yes. where am I? You mean I'm right, right here. now? Like, <laughs> right now, sorry. All right, where they can find you. Okay, yes. so Susanna Salk on Instagram. And uh, that's kind of fun because I always talk about when we have released a new video or at home with series, it's announced there. Our YouTube channel is Quintessence, and that's where all the videos live to all the home tours. And it's like going down a rabbit hole. Once you find one, it's fun to go down the others. But um, I have a website too, SusannaSalk.com, but follow me on Instagram. I think that's a really fun way for everyone to share their creative world. And it's Susanna with S's. With S-U-S. Thank you for yes. pointing that out. S-U-S-A-N-N-A, S-A-L-K. No one ever spells it right. No, I've spelled it wrong before. That's why I know, because you well, corrected thank you me. So much. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I do it's <laughs> not just like in if a you bad don't correct, way. I know. I was just like, oh, I okay, would know. Good to know. Don't no. name your daughter Susanna. It's just not worth it. Suzanne, <laughs> Susanna with an H. They never get it right. Save you the trouble right now. So if you've learned anything from the podcast today, take that to heart. <laughs> Life lessons. With Life Susanna lessons. with an S. Susanna with an S. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show. What do we say at this point? Caroline says stuff. I know. Caroline, we miss you. Yeah. And you can find us on BallardDesigns.com. Follow us on Instagram at BallardDesigns. You can go to our blog, HowToDecorate.com. Yes. And, and we'll post show notes there. Yeah, which is HowToDecorate.com slash podcasts. Yeah. So until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.